Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. I start today's episode off talking about the Cubs and the possibility of them signing Astros shortstop Carlos Correa. So apparently Carlos Correa, uh, is tr- or, uh, the Cubs are trying to convince Correa to take a seven-year deal instead of a 10-year deal, which was apparently what Correa is looking for on the open market right now. Uh, so I think this would be a great move for the Cubs here. Uh, the Cubs have definitely been one of those teams that have been very in the mix to, uh, to try and get Carlos Correa. Uh, you're not going to get him on a short-term deal. Carlos Correa is probably going to get the most money this offseason with the way he was able to come off of a, uh, no, a very strong playoff run with the Astros. He's going to get a, a good amount of money this offseason, and there's no way he's going to take an offer that's in you know, the five- to six-year six range. You know, he's going to take a big, a big long-term deal here. Uh, but you know, if he's really interested in joining the Cubs, if he really wants to join a team uh, or a big market team like the Cubs, then this would definitely be a great, you know, great situation for the Cubs where you don't have him on a 10-year deal where you know, his deal is a complete arbitrage if he starts performing poorly. Uh, so I think this is honestly a really good move for the Cubs here. I honestly would definitely like them to uh, to bring in Correa on uh, what, what would possibly be a seven-year deal here. And looking at the uh, no contracts that other guys have been getting, you know, uh, Javi Baez gets that six-year, uh, $140 million deal. We saw Corey Seager get a $325 million deal. Uh, we've even seen Correa uh, decline deals like five-year, $160 million deals from the Astros. Uh, and then he also declined that $275 million deal for 10 years from the Tigers. So, um... You know, right now, I think he's going to get that, get a big amount of money here. But if the Cubs are able to bring him in on a seven year deal, then I would be a huge fan of that. Uh, and I definitely support them bringing him in. I wasn't a huge fan of them doing it since they didn't really seem to be in a position where they were going to be, uh, contenders. So having them, you no, know, no, finally bringing him in on a, uh, on a short term deal, I guess, for a, uh, no, for an elite shortstop, a seven, excuse me, a seven-year deal is somewhat of a, a pretty nice term there. So, uh, you know, for them to be able to do something like that would be great. Uh, get, you know, this, this front office, which is pretty much all new guys, uh, off to a really good start. They already had a really good start with that Marcus Stroman signing. You know, they got him on a very good deal. So uh, if they were able to bring in you know, a guy like Carlos Correa, this would just help improve their uh, their status with this, with this uh, Cubs team. And now let's turn to some Blackhawks news. Uh, yesterday, Judar Kara was on the ice for uh, for practice since he got uh, placed on IR after that scary hit from from uh, Rangers defenseman Jacob Truba, which was almost two weeks ago now. Uh, so that's a good sign there. He is officially back on the ice. So uh, definitely a definitely a good thing to see there. Obviously, you never want to see anybody go down like that. Uh, we saw the Hawks have to you know, scramble to make some moves to replace him. We saw them have to bring in uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, Curtis Gale. Gabriel, so they could have a uh, another enforcer in there, which was uh, the position uh, uh, Judar Kara filled. But uh, yeah, it definitely sucks to see him go down like that. But it's a good sign to see him back on the ice that he is skating again. Derek King did talk about it a little bit. He said he does not want Kara back in the lineup until he's one hundred ten percent, until he feels comfortable playing again. So uh, no, I definitely like the the move here by Derek King. The Blackhawks are not going to force him back into playing uh, right away. So I definitely uh, support that. So good to see uh, Judar Kara back on the ice for the Blackhawks here. 
Uh, and now let's turn to some other Blackhawks talk. Uh, and we're going to go over th- uh, five players for the Hawks right now that will be making up the team's future core. So when I say future core, uh, probably about like uh, four or five years down the road here, these guys will most likely still be on the team. Uh, start with the first with the uh, first guy who is more of a guy who's pretty obvious here, uh, Alex Dabrinkit. Uh, Alex Dabrinkit is on the Blackhawks, you know, doing very well right now. Um, he's you know, only 24 years old. He had been having some down years in that 2019, uh, 20, 2019, 2020 season, but then 2020 was a great year for him. Uh, and then so far this year, he's gotten off to a pretty, uh, pretty nice start as well. So right now, uh, he'll obviously be a guy who they're going to, uh, who they're going to come back and they're going to bring back into the fold for, uh, for long term here. He's, he did, uh, sign a contract extension with the team as well. Uh, but after that, you know, we started to see him struggle a little bit more, but now he's, uh, you know, we returned to his old form. So, uh, definitely a guy we're going to see, uh, making up a, uh, a big future, a big part of this team, uh, going, uh, going towards the, uh, going towards the, uh, the future here. Uh, next player going to be Brandon Hagel. Hagel, not a guy many people were expecting to, uh, to make up a, uh, a future role on this team. Obviously, with him, you know, uh, being somewhat of a, you know, being a late round draft pick, uh, being drafted by Buffalo, not even being drafted into the Hawks organization, uh, then coming out of nowhere last season and playing some really good hockey um, definitely made him a, a big piece for this team. He is 23 years old. Uh, but I mean, the way he's been able to, to perform, he's one of the best all around players in the NHL. Statistically, you look at the way he's able to perform and, uh, you know, you definitely are going to throw him into a, into you no know, talks for being one of the best, uh, the best all around players in the NHL. So, uh, I definitely am a huge fan of Brandon Hagel. I definitely see a lot of Andrew, uh, Andrew Shaw in the way he plays. So, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of bringing him back into the fold here. Uh, would definitely like to see the Hawks, uh, extend him. Uh, for uh, to make him a guy who they're going to keep around uh, long term here. Next guy being Kirby Doc, and this is a pretty obvious one. Kirby Doc, a former uh, former top pick by the Blackhawks, uh, was seen as one of the best prospects in all of hockey. Only 20 years old right now. Um, now we're starting to see him. Now we're still seeing him develop into a much better player here. Obviously, he has some stuff he needs to work on. Um, no, no, being faceoffs being the big issue there. But I mean, a big body player like him. Um, no, as long as injuries don't really take a toll on him, he's going to be perfect. And he's going to be fine with the Blackhawks here. So, no, we're still seeing him develop into a, into a great player here. So, uh, I definitely, you know, definitely no doubt about it. He'll be a part of this team long-term. Uh, the next player is going to be Seth Jones. Whether you like Seth Jones or not, uh, he'll be a part of this team for a, uh, for a while here. He signed that big eight-year contract extension with the Blackhawks. That'll go through the 2029-2030 season. Um, so whether you, you know, whether you like him or not, he's going to be here for a very long time. Um, so Seth Jones, though, he's been off to a pretty good start this year. So I'm honestly, uh, you know, pretty happy with the way that he's been able to perform. I think, you know, he's not the problem. It's the, the team as a whole is not very good, but, uh, no, he, he isn't an issue. He's an elite defenseman when he's on. Unfortunately, you know, in, in his final year in Columbus, we just didn't see that, which made that trade, uh, look so much more questionable than it really needed to be. Next player uh, is going to be Connor Murphy, 28 years old. Uh, was involved in that uh, that big trade from Arizona for uh, for Nick Schmoltz, and um, and you know he's been he's been a pretty probably the best defenseman on the team before Seth Jones got here. Um, you know he's been a pretty strong piece. I I definitely wouldn't say he's been perfect. There's been times where he's definitely struggled or shown his his youth still. But uh, no, he, he's going to be one of the veteran defensemen for this team for a very long time here. Uh, Seth Jones and him should make up a 
very nice duo uh, on the defensive side of the ice. Um, he did sign that contract extension, that four-year extension with the Hawks this offseason. So, uh, you know, he'll be a part of this team long-term. Uh, it's just, you know, getting that off- you know, getting the offensive side of the game going, uh, I think would definitely be nice here for Connor Murphy. But, uh, you know, he went from a guy who I think a lot of people were questioning whether he would be a part of this team to, uh, to now a guy who I think will be a part of this team long-term here. Uh, and now let's turn to the Bulls, uh, who announced who announced yesterday that Zach Levine has uh, has been taken out of the NBA's health and safety protocols and did practice with the Bulls yesterday. So great sign there. Uh, looks like Zach Levine will be will be returning to the lineup here. Uh, Bulls do have uh, did have yesterday's game canceled, but they'll be playing their next game on Sunday against the Pacers. So they have a long rest here. So hopefully they're going to be getting guys back like Io Dosumu soon as well. Uh, that would be a huge boost to this Bulls team. That would basically put them right back in the position uh, they were at before the uh, before the COVID outbreak where they have a whole healthy team and uh, are in a really good position. Uh, now let's turn to the Bears and uh, let's ask the big question here. Uh, the Bears are obviously not very good. They're they're they should be turning towards a rebuild. They're going to make major moves uh, in the front office and the coaching staff. So should the Bears be trading away Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, the two faces of this defense? Uh, Khalil Mack obviously brought in a part of that elite 2018 defense uh, from the Raiders. The Bears the Bears traded away uh, two first round draft picks and then gave them that huge uh, 140 uh, 141 million dollar extension with the team as well uh and is he going to be somebody you're going to be able to trade away uh now that contract isn't great uh obviously you know him him you know him being one of the highest paid uh, edge rushers in the nfl but not really putting up that type of production will definitely hurt his trade value especially with the fact that we're starting to see him you know get injured a lot more um no especially with this season having that season ending injury uh definitely hurt him and if the bears do want to trade him away i don't think they're going to have very much leverage in a uh, in a po- in the possibility of a trade because you know you have that big contract and you also have the fact that he just he can't stay healthy really um but I honestly, I honestly still think you could get a pretty solid return for a guy like Khalil Mack. Uh, Khalil Mack currently is 30 years old. Uh, I know it's not like he's going to be somebody who's going to completely fall off here. I think he's still got some elite talent in him. So um, right now, I think you know trading him away. I don't, I don't think it's a horrible decision at all. Um, no, he if he's gonna. Pst, keep playing an elite level when he's healthy uh or if he's going to be able to actually return from injuries and you no know, return to an elite form like that 2018 form then you're gonna you know then then you need to trade him away because there's no point of keeping him around on a team that's going to be rebuilding uh then the next player robert quinn obviously robert quinn there's no better time to trade him than right now his value has never been higher he has 16 sacks second most in the nfl uh he's nearing a uh, a bears franchise or bear season record um for sacks in a year so there's no better time to trade him than right now uh but no thing is he also has a very big contract but that contract right now with the way he's been performing looks like an absolute bargain uh but i think there was no we missed that chance to trade him away because now uh you know going into next year there's going to be a team that i'm sure would like to have a a pass rusher like robert quinn but are they going to be willing to dish out money are are they going to be willing to dish out picks if they know if there's a possibility Excuse me. There's a possibility he's going to regress, or he's not going to have that same year. Uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of the, excuse me, of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you guys tomorrow.